Hello everyone and welcome to the What's Going Up podcast. This is me, Spencer, in your second full episode regarding retail experiences and kind of some of the stories I've come across while working at the liquor store that I do. Last week's episode was about alternative medicines, so if you missed that one, go ahead and give it, check it out and give it a like if you liked it. And please feel free to comment on it, either good or bad. I mean, I'll read them either way, so hey, I might give you a shout out if I like your comment. So I wanted to start out with one story that happened quite a long ways ago. So whenever you work at a liquor store here in Oklahoma, it's a little bit different than in some states around here. But the law is pretty simple, except we can't sell cold beer for God knows what reason. And the only cold beer that can be sold is the lower point, like 3 2 beer in the grocery store or the gas station in the liquor store we, you know we carry wine and hard spirits but the beer is kind of where most people don't really understand Oklahoma's liquor laws according to beer because it, it really is confusing but all that aside I just wanted to say working at a liquor store you know it's pretty simple but regarding that whenever people ask it's kind of a hard thing to answer because it is so confusing so that aside one of the stories I've had was there's this one guy who came in and I won't you know I won't say any names but he came in he was in there I guess years before he was quite a regular he usually came in once a week getting either a box of wine or like a couple bottles here or there and sometimes a six pack and one time I went back into the back, not back, back, but back of the store where all the beer was. And I was straightening things up. And I noticed that there was a six pack of Stella Artois that had three missing. So was, I was concerned because not necessarily it was under my watch since there was another person there with me. What had happened was after we figured out was the one guy who I was talking about who bought the box wines and occasionally bought beer. We have this little section called a pick six, which is. You take your you take an empty six pack container and you fill it up with you know you make your own variety pack is basically what it is and I guess he didn't quote understand how that worked so he wanted to get Stella Artois on there but he only wanted three and the reason why Stella Artois wasn't on the variety pack section was because it's too expensive to put it on there it doesn't it's not cost effective for us. So we found out that he did indeed take those three, which technically he was stealing. So he came in about a week later and it was hard for me to approach him because before, whenever I first started that job, I did not like confrontation. I was, I believe I was, you know, a pushover, which I'm still a little bit of one today, but I'm glad to say that I can actually stand my ground more so now than I did back then. So I, whenever he approached the counter, I told him, Hey, you know, I noticed that the, you know, Stella Artois was in your six pack last time. I didn't really, but you know, just to put it out there and say, you know, that's not on pick six because of the so-and-so reason. He's like, Oh, okay. You know, I'll remember that for next time. And so I told him, you know, we're going to have to charge you for that six pack as well as this pack of wine, because we obviously, if you have three of Stella, that's not on the six pack. You can't sell those three on a, you know, a variety six pack because you've lost money. 
And so he starts getting a little bit belligerent. He says, wait, that doesn't make any sense. I paid for that. Or I paid for the pick six, which is a variety pack, not for the Stella. So I should just get the difference. And I was thinking, wait a second, that doesn't make any sense because if he pays for one, he won't pay for the other difference wise. So he gets even more angry. And he says, come back here and look at this. I'm like, okay, yeah. So we walk back there and he points to pick six. He's like, this is, I believe, 1050 something. I'm like, yes. He says, the difference between this and this is a dollar. So that's all I should pay. I'm saying, no, because you took three of those, which is a six pack, and you put it on this pick six. So you paid for the pick six already. He's like, okay. And then I said, but then we can't sell this six pack. So you need to pay for the whole six pack and get the rest of the three with it. It's like, that still doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, how did, how are you not getting this through your head? And so he eventually does pay for both of them, which was conveniently a even $20, which rarely ever happens. And he's, you know, he slams his money down and says, you guys just lost a lifetime customer. I'm like, okay. I mean, I'm sorry to hear that, but obviously inside I'm like, yes, please get out of here. <laughs> and he leaves, you know, saying, like I said, you lost a lifetime customer. I'm never coming back here. And so that whole thing was taken care of. But recently, just a couple weeks ago, he came in, didn't say anything about it. And that was probably a span of like six months, maybe between a couple weeks ago. And then the last time he came in, what is also funny is that his girlfriend, you know, she was also a regular as well. And she posted on the Facebook comments on the store's Facebook page that this is the worst customer service I've ever experienced. And she wasn't even part of it. So she had nothing to do with him coming in, stealing the three Stellas and adding it to a six pack and doing that whole situation. So my boss just deleted that comment because obviously that that holds no bearing within this situation. She was, you know, she's been relatively courteous to me and I her because I have no bad blood between her but obviously she never came back really because of him because I guess she wanted to stay loyal but that was that situation I think I handled up pretty well it was you know it was obviously very new for me to actually confront somebody stay my cool while they lost their temper which has happened a couple times in this job speaking of another time with that same guy Whenever I first started working, I was always grilled, you know, check IDs and we had, there was this whole thing going on, but we needed to check everybody's ID just to make sure it was valid. So young or old, you know, if you were 80, I would still check your ID. If you were 21, obviously I would still check your ID. So any age between, you know, any age, I would check your ID just to make sure it was current, which obviously if it's expired, you can't sell alcohol to them because that's technically illegal but th with the same guy he came in one day and I knew he was a regular I knew I could have given him a little bit lax but I was still first starting out and so I said you know can I see your ID he's like oh I forgot my IDs you know can I just get it now and I said I'm sorry I can't I have to look at your ID this just, you know, that's the way it goes. I didn't say all of that, but he knew that I checked IDs every time. So if I'm there and you don't have your ID, I'm not going to sell to you. And I had his credit card in my hand because I was about to run through 
and he grabbed it from my hand and he basically yanked it and it kind of the end scraped my fingers not like injured me at all but you know it was if you get your credit card and you run it roughly over your hand it's gonna kind of do a friction scrape so then he leaves and then i believe 10 minutes later or so he comes up back in with his id kind of throws it on in front of me i pick it up you know look at it scan it with our little thing to make sure it's actually valid and a real id which i know it typically always is and then he throws his credit card at me I run a transaction and he leaves. So that guy, I really have quite a bit of bad blood between him. So I'm kind of glad he's not coming in anymore. But it's kind of the, you know, the customer's not always right. Even though everybody says that they are, they're not. Which leads me to this other older guy, which I cannot stand. And he comes in all the time. And I can't do anything about it. So this old guy, he's, I don't know. He looks... 55 to 60 but it might be closer to 40 i don't know i don't remember his id because obviously like i said before any age i would check it now i'm a little bit more lax but then i would check it all the time and one time he came in and my brother was actually perusing the store and he kind of listened to a little bit of this and he came up to the register probably i think with a six pack or something or he asked something from behind the counter and you know i said what can I see your ID real quick? And he responds, oh yeah, I forgot why I started, stopped coming here. And I obviously didn't say anything to his face, but inside I was like, what? <laughs> I just started working here really. And you're going to say that to my face saying, oh, I forgot why you guys, you know, why are you IDing me? Even though I'm a hundred years old, basically is what he's acting like. So I take his credit card, I run it through and he leaves and my brother comes up and he says, wow, what a jerk. Obviously not what he says, but I was, I was in agreement. I said, yeah, he's, you know, I cannot stand whenever he comes in every time just because his attitude is so horrible. And there's quite a few people about bad attitudes, but I'll get to them in a minute. But this guy, he just comes in all the time and he asks for the same thing usually every time. So... I get it to him. I I'm try to be polite as much as possible. I say, good day. And sometimes he doesn't even say hi. Sometimes he says hi. It's kind of with the wind what he's going to act like there. And then I you know check him out and I say, have a good day. Sometimes he says, you too. Sometimes he just walks out. And I just, I am ready for the day he doesn't come back because I don't want to serve him anymore. One of the first few times that I worked solo there was this old, not old guy. He was probably mid forties. He came in, he was getting vodka, Tito's vodka, I believe. He came up to the counter and first started working there. I was, you know, grilled in, check IDs, check every ID. And so I asked him for his ID and he said, why, why do you need to check my ID? Obviously I'm over 21. And I said, yes, but you know, I need to make sure that you have a valid ID. And so he, he, you know, he, attempts to show me his id and i said i actually have to scan it because obviously looking at it sometimes you know it'll not not be correct for whatever reason his id might not be valid at that time unless i scanned it according to my bosses or my boss and so he starts 
getting angry and he says, well, you know, why do I have to show you my ID? What, what information are you getting? Why are you tracking me? I'm saying, I'm not, we're not tracking you. What it does is it, it scans the barcode on the back. If you have a barcode, you know, in Oklahoma, there's a barcode on the back of your ID that basically reflects what's on the front. So that's all that it gets. It gets your name and your age and a check mark saying, you know, you're good, which he shouldn't have to worry about anything. So I scan it. He, you know, complains that we're tracking him or whatever. I tell him what happens. And I won't say what he said to me on the podcast because I want to keep it clean. But he called me a piece of excrement, I'll just say. And I was like taking a bash because I was like, I just work here. It's not my decision to not serve to you. It's I have to scan your ID because I've that's my job. And he's like, oh, it's like <laughs> he says basically no offense, but you're a piece of, you know. And I was like, I was shaking because it was one of the first times people, a person per se, approached me and said, like, he called me that just basically out of thin air. And I, you know, I didn't know what to say. I said, I'm not going to serve. I can't serve you unless you show me your ID. So, you know, he kind of tosses his ID to me. I scan it. I finished the transaction. He leaves. And as I was talking to my boss later about it, he said, you know, ban him, you know, he doesn't need to treat you like that and also get served basically. So the next time he came in, which was probably a week after I said, actually, I cannot sell to you. The boss won't allow me to sell to you anymore. And he's like, oh yeah, right. Um, not like, oh, you're kidding, but you know, oh, okay, whatever. And then he complained about us checking IDs and how it's illegal. And he's a lawyer, which it's totally legal because we wouldn't do it if it was illegal. So obviously if he is a lawyer, he's not a very good one. I don't know his name, so I don't know who not to recommend, but he was a bad customer. Oh, and this is just a general kind of advice. If you go into a liquor store, if you're old enough and you tell the person at the front, you know, I need a good wine and you don't give anything else. That is so annoying and so infuriating because there's, if you don't know wine, there's a whole bunch of different wine. There's sweet, sweet, dry, crispy, dry, tart wine. There's Moscato, which is sweet. Riesling, which is sweet. Gewürztraminer, which is sweet. Sauvignon Blanc, which is kind of crisp. Pinot Grigio, which is kind of a lighter crispiness. A Chardonnay, which is kind of on the fence between crisp and a little bit sweet, a little bit kind of, it's hard to explain Chardonnay really. Then there's the red blends, which is just a mixture of red wines. Then there's Malbecs, which are kind of dense, full-bodied wines that are a little bit tart sometimes, but then mostly kind of a fruit forward wine, which is like a jammy kind of wine. Then there's a Pinot Noir, which is jammy. Then there's a Shiraz, which is kind of peppery, but also a little bit full-bodied and jammy as well. Then there's Merlots, which are a little bit tart. And then there's the Caps, which are, you know, the dry, kind of crisp bite, the crispy bite wine, or like the biting kind of wine that, you know, all the wine snobs really like. So if you go into a store and you say, I like a good wine, and you don't give any kind of parameters of what you like or what the other person's like, it is just a bad time for both of us because I don't know what you like. And if you say, no, this, that doesn't sound right. Or, 
I suggest the wine and you say, oh, I hope I like it. And you don't like it. You obviously don't blame me because I have no idea what your preferences are. So come in with a kind of framework in mind saying, you know, I like a sweeter wine, either sweet red or sweet white, or I kind of like the, you know, not kind of a dry wine, a bitter kind of tasting wine, but it's still really good, which this also kind of blends into, if you come in saying, oh, there's this wine that it's called blank, blank, blank. And you know, if they don't have it, obviously there's nothing they can do for you at the moment, but don't complain and saying, oh, why don't you have this wine? Well, obviously, if you're the only person who's ever asked for it, we're never going to have heard it and we're not going to be able to bring it in. So kind of give a little bit of leeway if you're asking somebody for help on wine and make sure you try to help them as much as possible because it's so annoying to try to find your preference without you giving us any kind of guideline to find it. And also, this just goes for any kind of social interaction. But if you're trying to get something from, you know, if you're trying to buy something from behind a counter, for example, don't just point at something and expect us to know what you're pointing at. I can't read your mind. Nobody can read your mind. And if you just grunt and say, uh, uh, no, uh, uh, use your words, basically. You've gone through, you know, 10, uh, no, not more than 10, like 15 years of school you know how to talk, you know how to write, you know how to read, and you're resorting to pointing and grunting like, you, like you're like you a toddler. So use your words. You know, a lot of people can't understand you otherwise. There's only been a couple times that this has happened where it's not, it's not even necessarily immigrants, I would say. You know, the people who are just getting into this country, who are starting to learn the language, that I can kind of give a little bit of leeway. But if you just point and grunt, I'm not going to be able to understand you at all. And so I'll go from bottle to bottle until you get what you want, which is a big time waster. Whenever you could just say, I want a crown royal, then I'll just say pint or half pint. And you can say big or small. It doesn't matter. We can figure it out that way. But if you just point and not say any words, we're not going to get anywhere. So big tip, use your words whenever you try to talk to somebody. Another person who gets on my nerves occasionally who comes in relatively frequently in the store is this one girl. She is a relatively larger woman, I would say, pretty heavy set. Her I wasn't looking, but it's just noticeable that her breasts are down to her navel. So I you know, she needs I wouldn't say she needs to lose weight, but it'd be healthier for her to at least lose 10 or plus pounds, you know, body positivity all around, but you know, health-wise she does need to lose some weight. Regardless of that, she comes in and if you've ever heard of 99 schnapps, you know, the bananas and all those other relatively different flavors that they have, they had these shot-sized bottles that she comes in and she gets, oh, how much does she get? six to 10 bottles, you know, every time she comes in. So that's basically enough to last a week. And sometimes she's been in the, you know, the next day, which I'll get into regulars and how many times they come in a day later. But she comes in one time, the first time I met her actually. And she comes in, she wants to get a, what is it? A pack of like 99 grapes, which is, you know, 12, a 12 pack of that is roughly about 
18, I'll say. It might be a little bit less, but no, it's actually about probably about 15. So I'll say she wanted to get a 12 pack of grape. And this was the first time I worked there, really. It was the first couple of weeks again. And so I was checking IDs and obviously she looked young enough anyway, so I was going to ask it. And I said, oh, can I see your ID real quick? And she's, she, this girl, she, she says she knew the owner who moved to Hawaii of the store. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't mean anything to me. I still need to see your ID. And she said, oh, I come here and here all the time, which I've heard that excuse probably uh, not a handful of times, but a lot of times I've heard, oh, I come in here all the time. You know, can you, you know, let me buy this once? I'm like, no, I need to see your ID because I don't know you. And so she puts her, she has a big purse. She probably has a tote size back purse, we'll say. And so she starts rooting around through it, trying to find her ID. And this is all happening. Oh, we close our liquor stores in uh, Oklahoma at 9 p.m. We're supposed to, you know, close and not sell to anybody after 9 p.m. So imagine this time is around 8.50, I'll say. You know, there's a relatively good amount of time for her to find her ID and to pay and leave before I can close the store. So she puts her bag on the table and she's rooting around through it. And she's rooting around, rooting around. And it's been, I don't know, two minutes since she's put her purse on the counter and is looking for ID. So then she proceeds to dump her bag her contents of the bag onto the counter, which consists of a bra, a Vanity Fair magazine cover of Caitlyn Jenner, various pens and pencils, various makeup items, even though she doesn't really wear makeup regardless. And so that is covering the whole counter, basically the whole open space counter. And I'm just sitting there, relatively in shock thinking oh wow she's just really wants these 99 grapes and so she you know she can't find her id in that mess and so she puts it back in her bag and she you know gives me those puppy dog eyes and says oh please just you know let me can i just buy them please and she's like almost on the verge of tears and i said i'm sorry i need to look at your id and then she she like puffs and sighs and then she takes out her bag and she dumps it again and roots around through the magazine, the bra, and the various other items that are located in that tote bag purse. And she's looking around again and like getting the magazine and flipping through the pages, holding it upside down, shaking it all to get her ID to get this little pack of grapes. And she proceeds to fill up the bag back up again. And again, she says, please, I just really need the, need these which obviously nobody ever needs alcohol. They just use it as an excuse for a stress reliever. But all that aside, she's, she complains. I, I, you know, I just really want these. Can you please just, you know, let me buy these. And I said again, I'm sorry. I need to see your ID before I sell, I will sell to you. And it's probably 855 now, eight you know, 855 to 858. So we're, I'm about to close the store. And she puts her bag up again and she dumps it again for the third time. Obviously, her ID is not in her bag at the moment. So I'm just sitting there staring at her, looking her rifle through her things. I'm thinking, wow, this is very, I mean, this is very pathetic for her. All of this is just for a pack of alcohol 
she's almost crying she's puffing and huffing and she's searching through her things and she says oh well please and i'm like no i'm sorry if you don't have anything i'm not going to sell to you so i start putting the stuff up and she's you know she starts heading out and it's nine o'clock by now and once she gets out she's like oh you know, I think it might be in my car. I'm saying, I'm sorry, I have to close now. You took, you know, I didn't say you took too much time, but obviously you took too much time for me to sell to you. I can't sell to you right now. And she's, and then she goes into her car and sits and pouts basically. And I just go in the back and, or I take the drawer and I go to the back and I close. So that's her whole situation during that time. The first time I met her, she was whining. She was complaining. She was just trying to get alcohol which she probably doesn't need any, but other than that side, she was just so adamant on getting this alcohol that she was just whining and puffing and huffing. And it was very pitiful, and I'm trying very hard not to laugh, which it's just a very funny situation to me that she had to dump out her purse multiple times to not even look for her ID and or not even fi find her ID in there. So that was the first time I met her and she's come in several times since and she's just, she's very annoying because usually some of the times she comes in here, she's how much, she says how much she always gets these 99 bottles and she asks, Oh, how much is this? And I tell her the price and she's like, Oh, well, I only have this much. Can you give me a break? And I've given her a break a couple times just cause it's, she's so pitiful and I just do it, you know, it's not even, we're, we're pretty high up on the markup on those. So we can give a little bit of a leeway. And so I give her a break sometimes and she's like, Oh, you're such a cool dude. I'm like, Oh, thank you. Now get out. <laughs> I don't say that to her face, obviously, cause that's not, I don't, I want to be courteous to people, but I also don't want to be a pushover to people. So, you know, every time she's coming, I'm just hoping, please don't, you know, just please get it and get out. And sometimes she just comes in. I, I'm going to be as nice as I can say, but she looks very busted whenever she comes in. Sometimes, sometimes she comes in and complains of the allergies. I'm like, that's not allergies, honey. That is just all you. <laughs> she probably is hungover whenever she gets this stuff sometimes. So I'll talk about some people who've come in drunk before, which obviously you're not allowed to sell to people, but that aside, she's come in busted before and it's very sad just to see her and i'm when every time she leaves she's like or i every time she leaves she leaves i'm like oh honey i'm so sorry for you it's kind of a bad thing to say but it's also very true that you know she kind of is that kind of person you know you can think of one person and that you've met in life that you're like oh i feel so bad for you that you know what you're going through even though you might not be going through anything Oh, this is also another kind of general idea or general concept that people don't get a grasp of. If you're going to a liquor store and you see the price of the bottle and you're like, oh, that is a little bit higher price point than I'm used to paying. I'll say something to the guy. Don't really. It's annoying. I can't, I don't come up with most of the prices. I've done it for a couple things, but I'm not very, what's the word? not skilled, but kind of used to pricing things and setting the markup and making sure we have a profitable margin. At least if you come into the store and you say, Oh, this is, you know, you guys are high. I'm just going to say, 
huh, interesting, because I can't do anything about it. I'm not going to give you a break. If you, you know, say, oh, this store down there has it at this price. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, that's very interesting. Good for them. But go there then. I, I have no lost, what is the word? I have, oh, I have no lost, you know, it's not, it's not, it doesn't matter to me that they have it at that price. You can go over there and buy it. We said our prices is how we do it, and they said their prices is there. So if you feel you know better about buying it from them, go buy it from them. We don't have to have your business. But if you tell me that I should have a lower price, basically, you know, you say, oh, your price is too high. That means, oh, can I get a, you know, you know lower your prices? Make me save money while you lose money. It's not going to work. That's basically how capitalism works. I mean, I don't, not a huge fan of capitalism, but that's just how the way it is. So don't complain about prices because most of the time the worker is just working. He doesn't have any control over the prices and he's just not going to do anything most of the time. Recently, there's this one woman who she's just a handful, I'll say, because she's fairly old. I would say mid 60s, close to 70, maybe even younger, but she's just she just has a very frail body. She's come in multiple times and she says, hey, you know, every almost several old women approach you and say, oh, hey, honey. And that kind of, you know, grandmotherly voice. And, we, and you know, I say, oh, hello. I'm very, you know, kind of courteous with her. And she, you know, sometimes complains about her arthritis and she has a little bit of a limp. So I feel bad for her most of the time. Recently, she came in and she was asking for boxes about, oh, I don't know, 15 to 20 boxes to get, you know, in a safe cell for her husband who passed with the husband. I have never met him because obviously he recently died, but he used to be a regular at the store, but he was very, very bad customer because he used to come in all the time drunk like no other stumbling, almost breaking things. And the, you know, the owner kicked him out numerous times and he was never allowed at, back at the store. If he ever came back, he, you know, the police would be called and this whole big mess up would kind of blow up. So he would send her to get, I guess, his liquor and use that or use her as kind of a conduit and messenger for us between you know his quote needs and our business and I guess recently he died and she was eating boxes for the estate sale and she came in one day and saying oh honey can you save some boxes with lids because I need them for the estate sale for glasses I'm running really low and it the next day I was working all all day so I said okay yeah sure I'll, I can I'll break down the boxes or I'll leave the boxes with the lids intact so you can pick them up and use them whenever you need them so the next day rolls around the orders there I unpack it and I set all the boxes aside in in there in the store and I call her and I say oh hey there so and so this you know this is us at at the store and we have your boxes with lids ready to pick up whenever you need it. And she says, oh, okay, honey, I'm just trying to turn, you know, I'm just trying to do something at the house real quick and I'll be in there. We'll say 30 minutes. So 30 minutes roll around. She's not there. Hour 
no show. So I, since the boxes are taking space in the store, I take those and I put them outside. Just kind of not worry about them there because obviously it's taking up space in here. So I'll just sit outside. Seven more hours roll around. So eight fifty. We're about to close. She comes in. Oh, are these boxes for me? I said, Yeah, they're yeah they've been here all day. She says, She says, Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I like to keep my quote appointments, and I just don't like being a no show. I'm like, oh, Okay, it's no problem. She says, Oh, no, it is a problem, because you know I like to keep my word or whatever. So I just wanted to get the boxes and leave because I'm ready to go home because I've been there all day. And so I say, oh, no, it's no trouble at all. And she's like, oh, yes, it is. And, you know, we can do that a couple times. And she's like, I want to get you, like, a malt or a shake from next door, which is a 7-Eleven. And I say, oh, no, you don't have to do that. She's like, oh, no, yeah, I, I need, like, I need to, you know, you've been, you know, you're a good guy, basically. I said, oh, no, please, you know, you don't need to do that at all. And so closing time comes around. I, I close up and I'm basically finished in the back. And as I go out to my car, there's a malt shake right next to my tire wheel. I said, okay. And there's a straw in there and it looks like it was drink, drunk out of. And whatever I, you know, I put my stuff in my car and I go to pick that up and I see these smears on my window. And it's disgusting that, you know, somebody took a shake from the floor, basically drank out of it. It seems like they spit it on their hands and rubbed it on top of my car and on that window. And I was like, this is disgusting. Who, you know, what grown person is going to do this? Because obviously nobody can reach the top of my car unless they're relatively tall, which is, I would say, five, five, seven, no, five, five, nine at the least. A little bit taller than me by the where they were reaching. So obviously a grown person took that, drank it smeared it on my car and then just sat the thing there and left which that can uh that just is so baffling to me and so disgusting that somebody would just do that out of thin air so you know don't leave a malt shake next to a car in a 7-eleven parking lot because obviously there's somebody who's going to drink it not even drink all of it or take it which would make more sense to me that i never even saw the thing but just sit it back down and spin it on your hand and wipe it on a car. That is, that is probably the craziest thing I've seen just around the store. The next story is kind of a weird one because it's about these two older people hitting on each other in the store. So there's this one guy, he's kind of old, he has like a white perm kind of, and might just be curly hair. But he comes in one time and he's getting I don't know a box of wine or whatever and we have this a little bit we have these products by the counter and there's this one product we have there it was called Climax Moonshine and this moonshine was made by the if you've ever seen this tv show Moonshiners that was the moonshine basically the Tim Smith's Climax Moonshine and he was checking out basically and a woman an older woman comes in who she's been in there several times before and still comes and she comes in and she sees the Climax Moonshine because he was looking at it. And, you know, they, it 
kind of looks like they're just flirting with each other and you know saying oh climax moonshine haha and they're just like laughing and he's like oh I, like i'm not the one who's supposed to be getting all hot and bothered and they're just kind of laughing about it i'm just sitting behind the counter like ew gross i mean you know it's obviously kind of nice to see you know sexually they're still attracted to each other enough to kind of hit on people in public but you know in front of a you know, relatively young person it's kind of very off-putting to see older people flirt like that in front of a cashier who can't do anything about it basically so that was one just kind of weird weird instance that happened at the store there's about a couple more stories i have left for you guys one is um just this just happened probably less than a month ago I was working by myself again, since I do that relatively now. And this was one where I was working all day from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So it was just me at the store all day. This was near closing again. So apparently crazy people obviously come out late at night, which everybody knows. So this one isn't actually crazy. This one's just kind of a little bit different, which it's never happened to me before. So that's why there's this one black man he was mm, probably 22 23 basically about my age and he comes into the store he was i guess he was in there earlier that day i've seen him at the store several times and he gets a half pint then he asked me oh do you have a girlfriend i was like no i don't i'm you know i'm single and then he says oh are you straight i was like yeah and and then he you know he's about to leave and he says oh you know have you ever thought about hooking up with black guys before i'm like um no (laughs) so then he says you know can i have your number and i was like oh uh thanks but i'll pass you know i'm flattered but just you know i'm not interested and he's like oh okay then he leaves and nothing's ever said um i was you know taken aback by it because obviously you don't get you know you don't ever expect to get hit on in public especially at work and i was (laughs) It's very funny because I was like, oh, thank you. I'm flattered. And I was thinking about myself the, later that night. I was like, oh, I was like broke out a little bit. I was like, you know, why would you want to hit on me looking like that? But apparently, you know, I guess he liked what he saw. So I didn't, you know, obviously I didn't go through with it. But he, you know, it made me feel good that I could get hit on, you know, in the store. Albeit late at night and he was probably, you know, he... He had a drink earlier before, so maybe there was some effects still left over. I'll just say that. The last couple of stories I have is basically about a couple of people who've come in drunk, which, according to the law, if you're impaired in any way, we cannot sell alcohol to you. So this one guy comes in. He's He's been in there several times before, but this time he was very different. And he comes in. He's He gets a traveler size, which is about 750 or a fifth size of vodka which i'm sure he drank a pint or more earlier that day and he sits you know he sets it down he's starting to get his money out and he's trying to he's leaning back but he's leaning too far back obviously so he's almost stumbling and i said oh did you have anything to drink today you know obviously if he said no i was gonna say well i think you do but he said yeah i you know i was drinking earlier i said you know cannot sell to you drunk he's like what (laughs) and i said yeah it's you know it's against the law if we sell to you drunk we could get into a lot of trouble so i cannot sell to you he's like oh but i you know i was walking so 
I said, you know, obviously I'm still not going to be able to sell to you because you are drunk. And he's like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> and then he walks out. So. And another time was a, I would say a 22-ish girl who, I don't know what, I guess she might have been just out of college or something. And she came in, she obviously looked drunk too. And it was probably close to noon on a Saturday. So it's not as bad, but still drunk on a noon is not, you know, not the right place to be. So she comes in and she says, Hey, I've only got like a dollar. Can I get, you know, what can I get for a dollar? And I said, Oh, well, anything we have is basically going to be over a dollar. So I can't really give you such, you know, give you a little bit of slack. And she's like, uh, well, how much is like this fireball shot? And I said, more than a dollar. And I obviously need to see her ID as well. But first was the dollar part. We weren't going to get there first. And she's like, oh, you know, I know the owner or I like, I come in here all the time. And I said, oh, really? Because I work all the time and I don't remember you coming in here at all. And she said, oh, well, the, you know, the other guy who works there. And I said, I was about to say, you know, a completely different description of who works there. And if she said yes, I'd be like, well, nobody here works there like that. But anyway, she, I didn't say that. And she, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I come here all the time. I deal with him most of the time. And I said, well, you know, I don't, you don't have enough money, so I can't sell you anything. She's like, oh, okay. And she just kind of walks out. She didn't stumble or anything, or she might've just been high. Who knows? She left before anything happened. Any other stories I can tell about working at the liquor store? Oh, there was one time where we noticed something was stolen. Besides that one time where we it got managed. This one was actually kind of interesting because they, we had this little counter up front that has our like closeout prices. Basically, it was stuff we want to get rid of. And there was this big bottle of E&J brandy. And I noticed it was gone one day for some reason. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. And I got, uh, I was working with a new trainee. And somebody came in while I was in the back. And apparently he brought back the bottle and said, hey, my friend stole this from here. And I just wanted to bring it back because I don't want him, you know, stealing or, you know, drinking or whatever. And the new trainee was like, oh, uh, okay, thanks. Yeah. And so he comes to me and he says, hey, we just had somebody come in here and say, oh, th my friend stole this from here and I'm returning it back because I don't want him to drink. I was like, oh, OK, wow. Um, OK, <laughs> that's basically all that happened. Then I tell my boss, he's like, well, you know, if they were, you know, desperate enough to steal E&J, you know, let them have it because that stuff is disgusting. I've never had it before, so I can't say anything about it. But I mean, it is pretty pathetic to steal and it was a big bottle too. It was probably about a liter size bottle that he, you know, got out from right in front of the counter. Thanks to his friend who brought it back and kind of, you know, maybe saved him from, oh, he said he was a Christian. I don't know if that's just something he wanted to say, you know, but I would, you know, it's very interesting to see that kind of happen out of blue. I, I think that's basically all the stories I have for you guys. If you liked any of them or if you laughed, give it a like, give it a share. Um, I'll try to tweet out things on the What's Going Up podcast 
uh, Twitter, and I'll try to fill out more on the What's Going Up podcast on Facebook. So if you guys are on there and if you care to follow or see what's being posted on there, you know, like it if you like it, retweet it if you want to share it or share it. I just want to say thank you guys for listening. I have, like I said before, the at What's Going Up pod on Twitter. And there's the Facebook What's Going Up podcast. And we are broadcasting on SoundCloud, iTunes, and TuneIn. And if you guys like it, stay tuned for next week. And I'm sure I'll have something you guys will like. Keep it up.